Hey everyone, welcome to the Matt Report. As always, I'm your host Matt, and this is the show where we talk to real WordPress entrepreneurs, people who are running companies, may not even realize they're running WordPress companies, <laughs> uh, and we bring them onto the show so that they can share their story, let us know how they did it, give us some advice, help us out in our journey. Uh, MattReport.com, MattReport.com slash subscribe to join the newsletter. Uh, and today, the man who's been all over the media lately, uh, media <laughs> man himself, Jeff Chandler of WP Tavern fame. Jeff, welcome to the show. Hey, man. Thanks, uh, thanks for letting me be on the show. I, I see uh, you're famous now. You're all over the place. <laughs> yeah, Everyone's like, I want to be on Matt Report. So here I am. <laughs> thank you. Uh, thank you for that. Uh, so... You joined, and to give folks a quick summary of the foundation of this show, we're going to talk about uh, you know, how you built WP Tavern, um, what it was like, and, and you shared some, sh- some stories on Dradcast last night, um, you know, breaking news about you know, uh, who acquired WP Tavern, how you did it, how much you got for it. Um, but before we go that far, give folks a two-minute drill, the, the two-minute elevator pitch, who you are, what you do. Uh, so as you alluded to, I'm Jeff Chandler. I live in Northern Ohio, and uh, essentially what I am now is Tavern Keeper of WPTavern.com. And what WP Tavern is a it's a website that is community focused. So it's uh, what I'm doing with WP Tavern is providing an outlet for everybody else within the uh, general WordPress community. No matter how crazy people think you are or how crazy your ideas are, uh, WP Tavern is a platform for you to get your voice out there to the uh, to the greater good and uh, I do that through WordPress weekly which I'll be bringing back soon uh, we could talk about that later in the show uh, through the WP Tavern forums which will be relaunched shortly and through the WP Tavern website so uh, I'm pretty much using WP Tavern as a stage that any everybody else can use because sometimes it's really hard to get your thoughts voices opinions and concerns out there and I think I've done a really good job over the years of taking some of the uh, uh, thoughts, opinions, and concerns of, of this thing we call WordPress and putting them out there into the uh, uh, for everyone else to see through uh, WP Tavern. Yeah, no, it's, it's uh, some of the stuff uh, I heard and, and following you over the years is pretty tremendous uh, what you've accomplished. And one of the things that, that really hit home with me last night when I was listening to you on the show, you started WP Tavern and you mentioned like, I was, you know, working a part-time gig, and I was kind of doing this, and then I had to go back to my part-time gig when when things just weren't going great. Um, Earlier in the show, before the show started, we talked about, hey, I never really considered WP Tavern a business. Did you consider yourself an entrepreneur with what you're doing, or were you more like, hey, I'm just an advocate for this stuff? No, uh, I never considered myself an entrepreneur. I still don't consider myself an entrepreneur. Uh, I don't consider WP Tavern a business. Um, you know, I'm just a Joe Schmo in northern Ohio, was not surrounded by anything tech. Uh, the, you know, I used to joke around and say the biggest thing to a uh, tech conference we had here in Ohio was a LAN party <laughs> where yeah. we just, you know, come out and bring our computers and, and do some gaming. Um, but uh, I just, in 2007, when I created a, a blog called Jeffro 2.0 and it was a, one of the worst domains I've I think anybody could ever purchase because it was Jeffro and then the number two and PT and zero. It was crazy. But uh, the purpose of that site was to review a bunch of the Web 2.0 sites and services that were springing up all over the place. It was like tech bubble all over again. Um, and that's where things like Flickr and Facebook and some of the other pretty cool websites that were able to hang around came from. And I needed a website to, or I needed a content management system 
to to power that website to manage all my content. And uh, in my background, I, I came up with uh, Post Nuke, PHP Nuke. I used E107 for a while. I used just about everything that you would see in Fantastico, which comes with uh, your web hosting account, just to try out different things, see which was easier to use. And all of them kind of have their different merits and, and stuff like that. But I finally came across something called Mambo. And uh, I thought Mambo was awesome because they had so many different, uh, they call it modules, and, and all their themes were really good looking. So I used Mambo for a while, but then that forked into Joomla. And Joomla is what we have now today, and I was a big fan of Joomla. Um, so I ended up using choosing Joomla for my uh, Jeffro 2.0 site and noticed that it wasn't going to, I just, at the time, Joomla didn't have comments. It wasn't meant for blogging, and that's pretty much what I really wanted to do was just push content out there and encourage community. And uh, actually, the comments that I wanted to add to Joomla were a paid plugin. So, I mean, and I think I actually purchased that and ended up, being really mad at myself because it was a waste of money. So I said, you know, I can't use Joomla. This is too much for what I need. I'm going to use WordPress. But I'm not quite sure how I came about finding out about this thing called WordPress, but I ended up giving it a try. And I started modifying the theme to give myself a custom design. I said, this is too hard. This is crazy. It says I'm messing around with code. I'm going back to Joomla, something I know. So I installed Joomla, decide, okay. I can't do it. You know, this is too much. I'm going to give WordPress a second try. And once I did that and I took a deep breath and I started looking at the code, the codex and different things like that, I just fell in love with WordPress. So uh, I started using that real, real heavily in 2007 uh, for the Jeffro 2.0 website. And I was talking about all these different web services and I was actually pretty successful at the time because uh, my technique, uh, I thought about this was, if I would write about a Web 2.0 service and it got popular, uh, I was hoping that those guys would post links back to my site to uh, generate traffic. And in fact, this the, this uh, technique worked one time. I don't know if you remember, but there was a website that came out at the time called Invite Share mm. or Share Invite. And it was a service that popped up where all these different Web 2.0 services that were popping up at the time were invite only. And people were clamoring for these invites to, to be the first into their service. So I wrote a review about this invite share and talked about it. And next thing you know, uh, uh, TechCrunch also, or he linked to my site, uh, my review I did, and then uh, TechCrunch covered invite share. And I got a ton of traffic from that uh, link from uh, TechCrunch. Uh, and then eventually TechCrunch ended up buying invite share. So that was pretty cool. And, and uh, uh, through that whole time, we left the link up to my site with my review. So that technique was pretty well. Yeah, but Did even you, at, were you at that time selling ads on the site, and that's and what you were trying to do is get some some Google ad uh, dollars? No, actually, at the time, uh, this I just decided I wanted to write about this stuff. I mean, yeah. there was no hint of me wanting to run a business. There was no hint of me wanting to make money. I mean, I was still doing my job, but in my off time, I was creating this website, just generating content, just for fun. You know, mm -hmm. it was just something I enjoyed doing. I, I liked writing about tech and things I found online and sharing my reviews and opinions, and it was working out well. Yeah. Um, it was built for you. It was just like, hey, I just want to build this audience. I want to get traffic to the site and let me just explore some ways to do this. Right. Making money was the last thing in my mind because I already had a side job, and this was just for fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then from from there, you started, uh, you were, you know, dabbling in, in the tech review side of things. And then you said, hey, you know, I'm going to focus down on WordPress. Right. Well, uh, 
So I was reading about all these different Web 2.0 services, but the site was powered by WordPress. And because I had a interest in WordPress, I always wanted to be kept up on the news and uh, the latest updates that were coming out for the software. And I ended up taking a liking to how cool it was to add different parts of functionality to the software through plugins. And I was taking a look at all the different themes that were available. So I ended up creating a lot of content on my site about WordPress. And it just so happens that uh, one day, uh, a guy by the name of Mark Ghosh, who owns and operates uh, WoblawToolsCollection.com, was uh, invited me or sent me an email and said, "Hey, how would you like to get paid to write for about WordPress?" I said, "Okay." So uh, I, I sent him an email. He sent me back a reply, and next thing you know, I'm getting getting paid to write about WordPress on WoblawToolsCollection.com, which at the time was the premier website about WordPress. It was in the dashboard. Anyone who installed WordPress was able to see my content. So that was pretty cool. And at that time, that's when I started thinking, "Hey, you know, if I if I'm doing this well, if I have something that that I that I've got going on that people." love to see when it comes to writing WordPress content. Maybe I could start something on my own. So that's when I started thinking about creating a site on my own. I guess maybe that's where some of the business part of me came out of me where I said, you know, instead of giving all my content, spending all this time and energy on a different website, maybe I should start something on my own. And that's kind of where the birth of WP Tavern came from. That's great. That's great. Um, so, I mean, in all sense of things you were way and you talked about this last night too you were way ahead of your time yes uh, <laughs> i mean you were doing i mean you're doing the seo tactics you were doing um guest blogging content marketing you're doing all these things that you know in the last year or so have been like the the premier thing to get traffic to your site yeah right? the best way to build a community the best way to sell a product but you said something interesting too before um you know, being in the middle of, uh, you know, middle of nowhere in Ohio, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not in San Francisco. I'm not in a big major metro area where tech is all around us. Um, but, but building WP Tavern out of, in the middle of nowhere, I mean, it, it proves the point that it's possible, right? Uh, yes. And, and, and your best steps to get there were to, to develop this community. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, any, so, any thoughts or tips uh, for folks on building a community, especially when they feel like, you know, who's going to listen to me in the middle of the woods? Well, I, I think one of the reasons for the initial success of WPTavern.com was my uh, writing. I, I wrote for WebLawToolsCollection.com for a number of months prior to actually starting my own WordPress-centric website. And some of the best stuff I've ever written, I've ever published about WordPress is on that website. And using WebLawToolsCollection.com, their audience, I was able to generate actually a following that would just uh, sit there and want to see the next post that I that I wrote. And I ended up generating a following through that site. So I was able to take the following from that site and transfer it over to WPTaver.com. And, and I think that's one of the biz- biggest reasons for its initial success because I created a platform. I didn't start at the ground level. I was up a couple levels and I was able to start there as I uh, built up WPTaver.com. I already had an established audience and all they did was just move from one place to the other. Yeah. What so, types I mean, of that really did, helped. What types of articles did people enjoy that you were writing on the other, on the other blog? I think uh, some of the articles that came out and specifically uh, – Challenged Matt, not necessarily attacked him, but challenged Matt, challenged his decisions. Um, I didn't really write about the status quo. Everything was now hunky-dory. Everything's fine. Let's ignore this. Let's ignore that. 
listening and, and, and reviewing the discussions that were happening in the community and generating a post out of that so that those concerns were voiced to the to a wide audience. I think those are the ones that uh, really generated a lot of uh, comments and community around those. Yeah, and I, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, the uh, you had a lot of experience playing with all these different platforms. And back then, WordPress obviously wasn't as big as it as it is now, right? So, no, it's I mean, huge. You, right, you, like we, like you and I, were both experiencing back then. We're you know Joomla, Mambo, PostNuke, WordPress. You know, figuring out all this stuff. Um, that's when everything was in like beta, right? Because that's when everything yeah. was growing. And yeah. um, what I like about your story, uh, and I, you know, not to toot my own horn here, but it's the same thing. It's like you come into um, a community where you start using this product that you know a few other people are, are using, but as soon as you start sending out your voice, taking that step back and saying, hey, everyone thinks it's great, everyone's hugging each other, it's community, we love each other, right? Everything's great. But then you come in with, you know what? As an outsider just coming in, there could be some things that aren't just working out right here. Right, right. You know, everyone is saying, oh, it's great, it's, it's so easy to use, but it just took me you know, three months to figure out how to edit my theme. Um, or, or, you know, that as an example. Um, do you remember what kind of stories there were that you were kind of challenging the status quo with? Yeah, there were a couple. Um, uh, one in the early days of WordPress, uh, in fact, this is still an issue today, although not as much as it was, but I discovered uh, one day I decided I'm going to be a little adventurous and go into my database. So I went into PHP, my admin, on my web hosting account, and I started looking through the database of my WordPress site, and I started noticing tables and junk in there that from plugins I have deleted uh, months prior to that, and their garbage was left in there. So I said, you know, this is no good. I said, so I started thinking as an end user, if I un if I uninstall a plugin, I want everything of that plugin to be gone. I don't. It, it's almost like having to reformat your computer to get rid of all the junk that's still left in there from things you uninstalled. So uh, I wrote an article on. Uh, about the subject of uninstall, is there such a thing? And it basically laid out the groundwork of, hey, if you uninstall certain plugins, things are left behind. And boy, that generated a lot of a, a lot of interest, a lot of page views, and a lot of comments because it was something that was going on behind the scenes in the database. You know, people are scared to go in there, mess around with that, and are advised not to go in there, mess around if you don't know what you're doing. But a lot of people didn't know that this was going on, and so I think that's why. Uh, bringing something like that to light was just, you know, it was one of the best articles of uh, my career yeah. in uh, writing WordPress. I mean, that, that's a problem that still happens. Yes. <laughs> I mean, even years later, we're still struggling uh, with that. Um, you know, it's one of the topics that that obviously is, is on my mind is, does business belong in WordCamps? I mean, I, I did a special edition with Jake Goldman and Chris Lemma about this stuff, and hey, look, this is what happens as humans, right? As every time the community starts to expand, you just have more human input. You can't mm -hmm. satisfy everyone. You can't get everyone on the same, uh, on the same path. It's not easy, right? No. Uh, especially when it's a democracy because everybody has their voice. <laughs> right. Um, I mean, wh where do you see the, the WordPress community going today as we turn 10 years old, the software, um, I mean, to, to me, it's we're still in our infancy. We st still have yet to yet to really hit that that increase. Uh, where do you see us going? Well, the I mean, when you stop 
when you stop and, and think about it, the WordPress community is is amazing. When I say community, I mean it's it's worldwide. I mean, we have. Uh, I get stuck in this uh, mindset of being U.S. centric and 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 it's only what's going on here in the U.S. But I mean. Uh, I don't know this exact statistic off the top of my head, but there's a majority, almost half of the users of WordPress come from, are from you know China, Russia, uh, all of the other countries across the pond. I mean, the UK is really big in WordPress, and so when you start thinking about the uh, uh, the the global picture of WordPress, I mean, it's insane. Uh, just the usage of it, and, and I think it was really cool to see the uh, the ten year anniversary party. They had a website set up to where you could see everybody having their parties and pictures, and there was people celebrating uh, in Tokyo with the with WordPress birthday cakes. Uh, Russia, China, Africa, you name it. There were people groups celebrating this software, and I think it's just really cool that uh, despite. Uh, nationalities, despite colors, despite race, despite creed, despite uh, uh, financial motives and, and, and all the different things that make us human beings that we are able to come together and celebrate and, and have this love for this piece of software called WordPress. Yeah. And I think that's just going to continue and I think it'll grow. Yeah. Uh, and we're just going to have to deal with we're just going to have to deal with that chatter and figure it out. You know, some people are like, hey, I don't like WordCamps because XYZ. Well, Start another one if you want. I mean, that's that's the, that's the power of this, right? Right, right. That's that's the beauty. If you don't like the event that you've attended to, well, I mean, you can uh, talk to the WordCamp uh, or uh, website, the uh, uh, WordPress Foundation. You could start your own. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, sort of just like uh, the freedoms that WordPress allows you. I mean, you had the freedom to modify it. You had the freedom to redistribute it. You had the freedom to sell it if you really wanted to. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that's that's one of the reasons why WordPress is so big and powerful today is because of the freedoms it provides everybody. Yeah. And uh, that that's one of the core principles of the software. That that's not only around the software, but Matt's been able to establish those principles with WordCamps and through other things that surround the software. Right. And through that point, and I would kind of get a little sidetracked talking about the community that's okay um my, my the, what i was getting to before about you know being in the middle of ohio being in the middle of nowhere as an entrepreneur as a startup everyone's thinking god will anybody listen to me i mean you couldn't do what you did with matt if this were like a google product right because it wouldn't you'd never be able to just reach out to you know sergey and be like hey I've been writing about your Google product for the last five years. You know, how, how do we connect? How do we make this better? Um, you know, well, give folks a little insight. Like, how, how did you build your relationship with Matt over, over time? Well, uh, you know, the interesting thing is I thought that being in Ohio in the middle of nowhere and writing about tech would be, uh, would be a detriment to, to what I wanted to achieve. But in reality, when you're publishing stuff online, when you're living in the online world, location really doesn't matter. You're just publishing stuff and nobody really cares where you're at, what you're doing. So uh, I had that in my favor. But um, I ended up attending my first work camp down in, in, in 2008. It was down in Dallas. Um, and that was the first time when I really got to see the WordPress community in action where these people were traveling from from all over the United States to this one place called WordCamp. And this is when WordCamps were really just starting starting to, to gain steam. And uh, I think it was down there where I first met uh, Matt in person. And to me, I'm thinking, okay, well, this guy, he's a multimillionaire. He runs automatic. He's like one of the founders of the software. I said, this guy is a major celebrity. How am I going to get a hold of him? How am I going to talk to him? So I get down to WordCamp Dallas, 
and I see him and everyone's crowning around him. So it's obvious I know who he is and he's wearing this hat and he's got this outfit that he wears. And so I walk up to him. I say, are you Matt Mullenweg? He says, yeah. I says, so I shake my hand, shake his hand. I say, uh, my name's Jeff. I, I run WPTamon.com. And he goes, oh, yeah, I've been watching your site for a long time. I said, really? I said, oh, so you've seen some of the posts that kind of challenge you. He says, oh, yeah, those are good posts. So that was pretty cool. And it was just amazing that a guy like Matt that I thought would be like a celebrity, uh, somebody I couldn't get a hold of, somebody I couldn't talk to. He was very receptive, and, and he still is to this day of just talking to everybody and wanting to hear what everybody has to say. Yeah. So that was my initial getting to meet him face to face. And and since then I've been in contact with him through comments on blog posts, emails and, and things of that nature. But boy, you know, that was really impressive to see how laid back and down to earth this guy was considering the, the status, the platform I had put him on because of his success with automatic and his various investments. Yeah. And that's one of the things that going to my first few word camps, another inspiration for this show was I see folks who, are afraid to talk to these celebrities in our community, right? Uh, yes. Not, not as not as high as Matt as himself, uh, but other people like really good developers, awesome designers, other entrepreneurs, and I and literally have witnessed people like, oh, can I talk? And then just let and these people just walk by them, right? Um, and so I, so I was like, you know what? This this isn't right because I understand people don't have time, etc. But let's get these people onto the show so other people can meet these folks. Um, and yes. let's, ex- let's expose the community for a good way um, to get these people to connect. Um, that story right there that you just told about going down to Dallas, preparing yourself to, to meet Matt and thinking about what you're going to say, to me that's, that's entrepreneurial right there, <laughs> right? So that's like there are people who are, won't even do that, right? They, I'm not even going to attempt, but you thought it out. You planned it. You introduce yourself. I got to tell you, I was nervous. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of folks are, right? You know, I, I had no idea. I mean, I, I thought, you know, I've, I was trained that you see these celebrities, they're hard to get a hold of. They're old. They always have this red rope and bodyguards. I'm thinking, okay, I got to get through bodyguards to get the mat. No, he was there just having a good time talking to anybody who wanted to talk, you know, and he talked to you for hours and just hang out. And he was there checking out the sessions. And, you know, I just, that was one of the first things that I thought was really impressive that he's just laid back and, and he's really receptive and he, yeah. he's willing to talk to anybody without having to go through this big long chain of command yeah and and, and, the, and it's interesting you said you've started Matt report because you want to expose these people which is which is interesting because when I launched WordPress weekly which was a uh, weekly podcast that talked about all things WordPress that was also one of my goals is to bring these guys on let's let's feature them let's do interviews let's find out what they're doing what they're up to how they got involved in all this and 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 turned out to be quite a success, and yeah. I'm glad to see that you're kind of upping it with video and everything. But yeah. glad to see you and Drake has some of these other guys kind of picking up where I left off. Yeah, I, I want to talk. <laughs> I want to talk about media, uh, WordPress media. Uh, after we just get through a couple more stages uh, of WP Tavern, um, the so WP Tavern, you meet Matt, 2008. You start putting out content. You're building the following. You're building the community. Uh, last night you mentioned you got to a point where you're like, you know what? I think I'm just going to sell this, right? Yes. Um, let's talk about the, the, the technicals of that. I mean, I, you threw out a figure of like 7,000 bucks. There are people who legitimately want to sell their site now. They've built up a little following. They want to sell their site. Um, how did you go about it? Did you, did you value it yourself? Did you get input to say that, hey, I think it's worth X, Y, Z? Uh, I went about it the way that probably nobody else should go about it. Uh, I decided, you know, 
when I was running WP Tavern for a number of years, um, I ended up, at first it was a passion, but it was a passion that took up so much of my time that I had to find out a way to fund that passion. So what did I do? I started putting display advertising on the website, affiliate links, uh, try to get sponsorships to attend these work camps, um, uh, sponsorships and ads on uh, WordPress Weekly. And it, it just got to a point where I was a content producer. I loved interacting with people. I love producing content. I'm not a marketer. I'm not a sales guy. I'm not a business guy. Um, every time I come across an internet sales marketing page, it's that one page template. I just cringe. Uh, makes me mad. So it got to a point where I wasn't making as much money to fund my passion. Um, I was begging people almost to, to buy display ads when they disappear. I, I ended up having, I was writing more content that really wasn't in, interesting to me, but because I could slap an affiliate link on there, I, I wrote that type of content hoping that people would see that and just click buy, 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 you know. And you weren't uh, getting results from that over the, over time? Uh, there, when I initially would write a review, I got a bump in sales then, but as the as it started progressing through the long tail, it was I didn't get as much results. It, it it got to a point where it just wasn't. I think the biggest thing out of all the ways I was trying to make money was consistency. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when you work a job, thirty two hours a week, you get a paycheck. You know what you're going to be making. That's every week. Uh, there's no ifs ands or buts about it unless you get fired. But through affiliate links and display ads, everything's really inconsistent, and it was just. I was doing things the way I uh, I wanted to do them. Maybe maybe they weren't the correct ways. Uh, so maybe that's why it was one of my downfalls. But eventually, I got to the point where I says, "Okay, well, I'm not I'm not able to fund my passion. I got to think of what I'm going to do here." Um, so that's when I decided I think I'm going to just ha- going to have to sell the site because you know bills were piling up. Uh, I was spending too much time doing WordPress week uh, WordPress Tavern and just not making the money. Yep. So I decided one day. Um, Okay, well, I want to buy this truck and I want to pay these bills. What do I need? Seven grand. So I just, <laughs> so I just come up with that number, uh, not even evaluating my content, what I built, uh, the show, and everything that went along with the statistics. So I, I put it out there and said, hey, you know, I'm going to be selling WP Tavern, and I got a couple interested buyers like Yost Valk and and Ryan of of WP Candy, and uh, I got very close to just stealing the deal for for seven grand because at the time that's all I needed you know that's all I cared about getting seven grand to pay my bills so uh, just as I was getting ready to uh, to finalize the deal I got in touch with Matt and I said hey Matt this is what's going on this is my situation uh, I'm just about to finalize the deal here for seven grand what do you think he, you know he goes are you nuts I go what do you mean he goes don't you know what you've done you're seriously undervaluing your work and your contributions to the community he says uh, what are you asking for? I said seven grand. He says, "Well, I'll double that, fourteen grand." Here's a check, and now I said, "Okay." So, I, so we signed the deal, and he became the new owner of the tavern, and I ended up uh, with a nice check that ended up paying most of the bills off that were uh, uh, concerning me. But uh, there is still a bit of passion left in me. I still wanted to write about WordPress. Mm-hmm. So, a few weeks after the deal, I got in touch with him again. I says, "Hey, what do you think about paying me to maintain the site?" Okay, so I made a deal with him, and he and he started paying me to 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 maintain the site and write content on the tavern. That went on for about a year or two, and, and then I, again I got to this point in my life where I'm thinking, okay, well, I'm getting paid a certain amount of money here from Matt to do WP Tavern, and I'm also getting paid a certain amount of money at my grocery store job, which I hated with a passion. I worked there for 13 years, and I hated that place, and I really 
thought I could get WP Dam into a point where I can make that my primary source of income so I can quit my job at the store, but it just, it just never happened. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, that's when I wrote the, the, the post about the WordPress news sites and the Bermuda Triangle because I had come to the conclusion that no matter how hard I work, no matter what I've tried to do, people just don't want to pay for news and I just can't come up with a way to make money by doing a WordPress news-centric website. So I, I wrote the post and said if anybody else out there is thinking about doing what I've done or creating a WordPress news website to make money, you know, you're out of your mind, you're crazy, stop, don't do it. You know, I was looking at places like Theme Forest where these guys are making one theme, making millions of dollars. Uh, Gravity Forms, one plugin, multi-million dollar business. I'm thinking, okay, what am I doing? I'm, I'm working really hard. I'm producing this news. Uh, maybe I should just write a plugin or a theme and make a million dollars. You know, maybe it's that simple. Why am I playing the lottery? Just develop something. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's probably not that easy. And as you've had other guests on the show explain, it's it's not that easy. Mm-hmm. But um, I got a lot of responses from that. And, and that's when I decided, okay, I'm just going to leave the community I'm going to change my career. It's time to get out and do something completely different because it's just its not going to work. I've tried and tried and tried. I've made these deals. I'm still not able to uh, put food on the table and, and do this WordPress stuff. And that's when I got in touch with Scott Riley, who worked for Audrey Capital at the time, uh, an employee from Matney. He got in touch with me. He says, well, what can we do to make you happy? What can we do to keep you on mm-hmm. WP Tavern full time? So we started negotiating deals on what would make me happy and and, and and things like that, and then Matt got involved, and we neg- he offered me an opportunity I just couldn't pass up, you know. And that's when I was finally able to quit my dead end grocery store job of 13 years and do this full time. And man, it's been awesome. So so this is why I love I love this because again, beginning of the show, off air, I'm not an entrepreneur, not really thinking of it that way. <laughs> no, but but this story is filled. It's just oozing entrepreneur. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know, even know it. <laughs> from the seams because, I mean, it's not easy. And whether you're in New York, San Francisco, middle Ohio, you are alone in this startup world, in this entrepreneurial world, no matter where you are, because you always have these thoughts and these doubts. Will this work? Um, should I just make a plug-in and make a million bucks? You know, that, <laughs> that kind of thing. Um, <laughs> although not so easy. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you know, it's funny because uh, the day that we're recording this, uh, I published a, a show with um, the uh, founder of Food Plugins, co-founder of Food Plugins, yeah, Adam, Adam Warner. Adam Warner. In uh, his story, so I had po- I put out a post. I want somebody with who's making five thousand bucks a month or sixty grand a year, who's open to talk about how much they make with their WordPress product to join the show. Tell folks how they did it. We started talking, and all of a sudden, he says. Oh, I was running this this one startup thing here, and I lost thirty thousand dollars a year in revenue. And I just turned my back on it, and I moved on. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> like, this is a much more interesting story. Why? How did you lose thirty thousand dollars in annual revenue, and then just turn away from it? Um, you know, and it, he just wasn't passionate about it. He wasn't, uh, you know, passionate to recover it. It was he was taking all the wrong fundamental steps. He didn't pay attention to certain things. Um, but it was a super. Uh, important lesson for him to learn. So he might have continued on with that, you know, and, and, and it probably still would do well, but he wasn't really passionate about it, and it wasn't, uh, there was no real lesson involved with it uh, until it failed, right? Right. So. Yeah, and if you look at some of the most successful business people in the world, they've gone bankrupt one, two, three times, and, and you know, eventually that fourth or fifth time, boom, they hit the jackpot. That's so. right. Just like you. 
so let's talk about uh, WordPress media sites. Let's talk about that Bermuda tri Triangle um, post. Um, you know, w where are we going with, uh, you know, WordPress media, uh, news sites, podcasts, uh, web shows, stuff like that. Um, you know, where do you think we're going? Do you think there's too much, not enough? You know, I, I don't know. I, you know, when I wrote that post, uh, actually, when I made the deal with Matt and I was going to come on full time to do WP Tavern, you know, one of the things I, I had written in that post was, I can't I can't come up with any reasons to convince somebody to pay me to just sit on my butt all day and, and write about WordPress. I mean, who's going to do that? I mean, that makes no sense. There's no incentive. That why would anybody do that? And and Matt ends up being that guy <laughs> to prove me wrong and says, "Here, I'll pay you to yep. sit on your butt all day and write WordPress." So uh, I, I felt like I was very lucky in that regard. But if you take a look at uh, WP Daily, they're just rocking the world right now in, in WordPress. But on the side, they're backed by 8-bit, so they have a revenue stream coming in. If you look at, uh, uh, let's see, what's another one? Um, uh, well, if you look at different WordPress news websites, most of the time, you know, it was my opinion that if you don't have any financial backing, whether it be through another company or if you're not doing consulting on the side or if you're not selling plugins, like a great example is WPMU Dev, uh, their website. Uh, they're not really popular and everything because they post news, uh, but they have an entire assortment of plugins that you could purchase from them and all that money provides opportunities to hire authors to write in that website. Mm. So I, I, I just can never find myself in a position to get that good financial backing that I could rely on from week to week to, to, to write about WordPress. Yep. And I don't know, I was talking about this last night on Dragcast, I don't know if WordPress news sites can can live without that financial backing. Um, I mean, Brian's doing a great job with uh, Post Status, which is uh, a creation type of new, new uh, WordPress site. And I, last time I checked, there weren't any ads on it. And I think it's just a hobby he's done out of his uh, spare time. But I, I think if you're just going to start up a WordPress news site and the idea is to make money, I just, I, I don't see it working. You know, I just, there's just too much time, too much effort too much that you have to put into it, and and you got to get you got to be able to get enough out of it to to to, to maintain that passion, maintain that fuel, and I just it, it's very hard, and I don't see uh, I don't see that happening unless you know you've got the money from yeah. coming from somewhere. Right, right, yeah. I mean, I, I think that hey, eighteen percent powering the world's eighteen percent internet of the internet uh, uh, websites, WordPress is, and uh, as huge of a number that is, and as global as it is, like you brought up before. Um, yeah, it's going to be tough for a news site unless you're a WP Daily and, and these other guys that already have a revenue stream in. Mm -hmm. um, you know, but it's but it's interesting to see that there's going to be, or there should be a soon a, t a tipping point where you know what there's going to be a market for people to to want to see WordPress news, and we have to remember that it's not just WordPress news as we know it. You know, like, hey, there's uh, been an update to Gravity Forms 1.7.5. And, uh, you know, now in includes front-end caching, like some, like, geek speak like that. There are people out there who are using WordPress to, you know, either their small business or they just have a photo gallery. They just want to know, like, the up-and-coming stuff. Um, you know, who is Matt Mullenweg? What, what is this guy all about? Where is WordPress going as a platform? 
Um, they might not need to know the, the super detailed stuff that only you and I really care about. So it's going to be interesting to see where that, all of this stuff goes. I, I, think, I think an interesting point that Brad had made yesterday is that when WP Tavern kind of disappeared, where I, uh, where I really didn't publish anything, he said he had noticed that there were, they, they said there was a void. Mm. And he said it was interesting that any time I would write an article about stuff that they were doing, uh, maybe a plugin that they had released, uh, they would see a huge increase of traffic, uh, plugins, downloads, and he said that you know there's an intricate need for websites like WP Tavern, like WP Daily, because they're those are the websites that are getting information about you know the the newest themes, the newest plugins, the things that what makes up the majority of the WordPress user base and users, users wanting to use themes, users wanting to, uh, to use plugins and things of that nature, and and through websites like mine, WP Daily. You know that's one of our jobs to uh, put that information out there to the public, and I, it, I guess it was interesting when WP Tavern disappeared. It was kind of like, and when WP Candy kind of fell off the bandwagon, um, not being able to publish the news and, and, and stuff like that hurt those businesses uh, to an extent. So I thought that was kind of an interesting way of looking at how there there really is a need for sites like WP Tavern and WP Daily to yeah. exist, and the more the merrier, I think. Yeah, I mean, hey, it's it's look how many newspapers there are, right? Or were and yeah, still continue. Were. And, I think that was a bad example. Yeah, still continue <laughs> to be, I guess. But think about how many media outlets we have, right? Yes, yes. Um, so, so it's definitely um, um, you know good for the uh, the more competition is better for the end user, better for the customer. So, uh, you know, people looking to get this information, you know, they're going to benefit uh, in the long run as long as we all don't just disappear. Yes. Um, <laughs> Yeah, if we all if we all don't just migrate to like Drupal or something. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> on the flip side of all this, uh, a painter's house is never painted. WordPress is great for a media site or a news site looking to make money outside of the news of WordPress, right? So, uh, you know, if you're a New York Times, a CNN, mm-hmm. uh, an ESPN, and you're looking to use WordPress to to publish media um, and get ad sales or sell affiliate links, things like that. Um, it is the number one platform to do that. So if you're in the audience listening, I want to create a media business using WordPress, it's still the platform to go. Jeff and I are just talking about how hard it is to sell WordPress news. <laughs> yes. Um, no, it's, it's hard to, I, I think a lot of other organizations are finding this out that it's hard to sell something you can get for free. Yes. Yep. I, think, I think that's one of the bottom lines. And I, you know, and I toyed with the idea multiple times of, of, creating like a membership site where people would have to pay me to get the news. And the more I thought of it, the more I thought of, well, I want this to be seen by as many people as possible. So putting up a paywall would be contradictory to, to what I'd want to accomplish. So I, I, I think that that's one of the other things I struggled with for a long time is how do you make money off of something that people can consume for free? Right. <laughs> you know, I, I don't have the answer to that. Yeah. Um, yeah, there are, there are um, it's going to be finding the unique ways to do it. It's going to be finding... Uh, something out of the norm um, that other people aren't doing yet uh, and that, uh, that the audience is going to enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of the sleeper media outlets uh, would be the WPMail.me. WP yes, uh, very good publication. Uh, just newsletter uh, delivered to your inbox, right? So in the grand scheme of things, I haven't met with him. I'm trying to, to get him on the show. Um, but I think one of the things, if you, if you can go to an advertiser and say, I've got... 20,000 subscribers delivered right to their inbox. An advertisement is 200 bucks an edition or whatever it is he's charging. I forget the last time I checked. Um, 
it's definitely a great way to to uh, corner the market and to get direct ad sales and increase revenue. Um, so finding ways like that will definitely definitely win uh, in that regard. And it's 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 also interesting that these ideas I had through WP Tavern were or don't you don't you hate it when you have ideas and you don't have the guts to go through with the idea to turn it into a reality either because you don't know how or you don't have the money and you see somebody else take your idea and find out it's a big success <laughs> you know uh, that's something that I saw with WP Candy when Ryan Emo actually came out and wrote uh, I never thought something like this would see the light of day but he came out with an idea called the quarterly and it was actually the first ever that I know of magazine dedicated to WordPress so we featured a bunch of different authors who wrote articles and it was actually in a printed type of media and uh, there was a lot of success behind the first issue uh, a lot of people were ecstatic to actually have something in their hands to, to read and I thought you know this would never make sense because people want to see digital content but in, in, in fact people there was a demand out there for a WordPress type magazine to see it every month now Unfortunately, due to circumstances I don't know about, we haven't had a chance to see the second issue, and I don't know what's going on there. But uh, I just, it was pretty cool that, you know, I always wanted to have a magazine type thing, but I never thought it, it, it would turn into anything. And, well, there you go. He proved me wrong. Yeah. It's the, it's the entrepreneur's dilemma, right? Uh, ideas are, are, are a dime a dozen, uh, it's all about execution. Uh, I mean, I have a laundry list of ideas that, other people have just executed faster. Yeah. Uh, and it's one of those things where, hey, look, you're just going to have to find the next idea and try to execute. And, um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, I guess that it does suck, right? The bottom line <laughs> is it does suck, right? I mean, because you figure, well, if I would have done that, right. but granted, maybe I, maybe I wouldn't have done it the same exact, like you said, execution. Maybe I wouldn't have executed it the right way and it would have been a failure. So I, I don't know, but it is... I guess it's reassuring to know that I had a good idea and it's nice to see someone actually make that idea a reality and that there is demand behind it. So I guess I feel a little bit better about myself knowing that it was a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> I got that going for me. Yeah. I also like to look at it as um, it validates my idea. Yes. And now, and now there's opportunity. Um, so if I, if you and I wanted to spin up a WP mail me competitor, what would we do? Well, we make the mailer look a little bit sexier. We'd have, you know, more you know quality news or whatever it might be we might just go at it from a different angle some so, point of differenti differentiation yeah um you know and that's just one example but yeah i mean it, it's it sucks it's not easy uh <laughs> um it's it is a, it is always the challenge but it's the fun stuff because after you after you walk through that desert for long enough and suffer like you and I have, <laughs> uh, eventually, uh, one of those ideas will spin out and uh, you will get uh, uh, a good reward at the end of the tunnel. Um, I think that wraps up the more formal interview. I think it was great, some great information, some great insight um, to what it's like to be a real WordPress entrepreneur, even though <laughs> you might not consider yourself a real uh, WordPress entrepreneur, although maybe you do now, um, and that now that... Now that you might have a clearer path, things are going to um, uh, going to be on the up, and, and these ideas will be able to execute faster. I mean, you have a whole venture capital company behind you now, right? Wow! So, <laughs> so now you can definitely go and 
and pitch some ideas to get some insights. I don't know about being an entrepreneur, but I know I am an employee, but I'm an employee of a company that I love, and I love my job, and I love my boss, so nice. I, hey, I can't, can't answer anything better than that. Nice. Yeah, it is great. So let's jump into the next segment. Uh, it's called What's in Your Toolbox? What piece of software besides WordPress or hardware do you need to use on a daily basis to run your business? Like an Evernote, a Gmail, an iPad, that new mic you have? Uh, yes, uh, uh, this new mic will come in handy in the future. Um, uh, every day, uh, well, obviously, I need my computer box. Uh, yep. You know, without that, I, I can't get anything done. But, uh, but my primary tool is uh, uh, Thunderbird. Uh, I use Thunderbird every day. Sometimes I work out of Thunderbird. Uh, I, I wish I could stop email from coming in sometimes, but. I can't. Uh, I've created different folders, and uh, I know a lot of people use Gmail, but I just come to love. I actually have my email routed through Gmail using uh, IMAP, so I can manage it on uh, Thunderbird install, whether it's on my PC, my phone. IMAP is like a wonderful email technology. I mean, it's awesome. You can manage email from any device. Uh, so that's that's a killer. Uh, Skype. Uh, big time Skype for using for communications, for doing calls and interviews like this. That's a big time uh, piece of software I use. Um, Are you a Windows uh, or a Mac guy? Well, uh, I used to be all Windows, yeah. but now I'm Windows and Mac. Nice. So just to the right of me, I have a MacBook Pro. Nice. Uh, I don't know how to use it, but uh, <laughs> but I'm gonna I'm gonna have to learn. But it looks damn good, right? Yes. Yes. That random display is. Pretty nice. Yeah, nice. I'm still on the old MacBook Air, and they just announced the new one. So yes, uh, but I might look at the Retina one. I mean, it's it's got more power, so we'll see. Uh, awesome stuff. Let's jump into the lightning round. I'll ask you a series of quick questions. You'll have a series of quick answers. The one plugin you cannot live without. A kismet. A favorite WordPress or business book. Uh, WordPress for dummies. Uh, a quote you live or run your business by? Uh, it's hard to get to heaven when you got to live through hell. Nice. A be- uh, what's the best advice you've ever re- uh, business or career advice you've ever received? Uh, if you have a bunch of ideas, throw them all, out, throw them all at the wall and see which one sticks. Nice. Go with that one. Nice. Uh, the longest a client project has ever taken, uh, if you've ever done client work. Never done client work. Never done client. Uh, if you had to switch to another CMS, what would it be? Ghost. <laughs> I think that's the first time someone answered that one. Uh, <laughs> who should I interview next? Uh, boy, my brain's not working. I can't come up with quick answers. Yeah, that's okay. It's the first Ah, jeez. Probably John Saddington of WP Daily. That would be probably a good already, interview. I already, already covered him. Oh. <laughs> uh, Someone else you want to see. Well, I guess bring on Matt, my nice. boss. Nice. Uh, what's the one question I didn't ask you that I should have? Uh, what's my favorite beverage? What is your favorite beverage? Mountain Dew. Is it really? Nice. Yes. <laughs> yes. If you look in the bottom of my website, you'll see that it's powered by WordPress, but it's oh, also powered by that. Mountain yeah. Dew. <laughs> yes, I did see that. Yep. Awesome stuff. Well, Jeff, I can't thank you enough for coming on the show uh, to share your story as a WordPress entrepreneur. Um, you know, folks, if you haven't learned anything, you probably weren't listening to, to him uh, well enough. Uh, go ahead and check out WP Tavern. Uh, Jeff, where else can they find you on the web to say thanks? 
Uh, you can find me on Twitter at WP Tavern. Uh, if you have a question for me, if you have a plugin you'd like me to review, if you have a site or service, you got some news, just send it to me at jeffc at wptavern.com. Nice. Everyone, mattreport.com. If you want to see other interviews like this, mattreport.com slash subscribe to stay in the loop. Thanks, everybody. <laughs>